What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs, your family-oriented entrepreneur. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. So today we have a, another special guest. I uh, started investing a few years ago, absolutely crushing it in her business, crushing it on social media right now as well. I'm sure if you're on Instagram or even YouTube, uh, you might have seen some of her videos, but I wanted to bring her on board because she's relatively new to the business and she's killing it. So a lot of you guys watching this or listening to this on the podcast are new and you're wondering what the goal is for yourself or you're wondering if this can work for you. And honestly, if you just put in the work, this works for everybody as long as you're willing to do the work. Right. And that's the key word, the work. A lot of people don't want to work. Right. So. I wanted to bring our special guest on, not only because she's positioned herself as an expert in the real estate investing field, but she's also positioning herself as an expert on social media as well. And when you combine the two, the power of the two can make you really great and make your business grow as quickly as possible. So, Tati, what's up? Hey, thank you so much for having me, Jamel. Um... I definitely don't feel like I'm an expert in real estate yet. I feel like I'm still a rookie, but I think with virtual wholesaling, I've been uh, blessed to have really found my way in that. And I'm, you know, teaching a lot of people how to do that right now. So I will say I would give myself that. I'll, I'll say I'm an expert in virtual wholesaling. Um, I've messed up some flips, so I'm not an expert in real estate just yet, but I'm learning and I'm, I'm really hoping that, you know, 2023 is the year that I can successfully complete a lot of projects and where I failed before, but I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me on and I'm excited to share everything I know and hopefully bring value to some of your listeners. Oh, that's a real pleasure. And, and, and you know, don't shortchange yourself. You're definitely an expert. <laughs> Just listening to you and how you uh, present your information, you can tell that you're an expert, even though you're relatively new and you haven't experienced certain things you're still very well versed in this and you know exactly what you're doing. So, you know, I, I'm calling you an expert. <laughs> I, I think you're definitely an expert out there. Think, you know exactly what you're doing. I think the cool thing of, you know, having learned up until now, and even though I've messed up and lost some money, I haven't had any huge losses that now that I've learned from those mistakes, I can move on and not make them again and now build something solid. Absolutely. And, and what I love about what you're doing, you're sharing your journey you know, which is the key to it all, right? So you're kind of showing people, okay, I just started this and now here, here's where I am today. 100%. You know, here's, you know, here's where I'm looking to go with this whole thing, you know? So talk to me about how you got started. Like what was your initial thought process when you first came into the real estate business? Why, why did you choose real estate? So Actually, when I was younger, when I was about 19, um, I dropped out of Grambling State University. I was going to Grambling for business management. I couldn't really swing it. It was too expensive to be on college campus. My parents weren't sending me any money. So I moved back to Vegas and I got a job. And mm -hmm. I figured, okay, let me get my real estate license. I've heard they make, they make a lot of money. I'm 19. I got my real estate license and I did nothing with it. Like you said, people don't want to work. That was me. Um, you know, I'll cold call for 20 minutes, go get on Facebook and just BS all day. So I never did a deal. And that took me into doing timeshares because I had my real estate license already. So I started selling timeshares and I did really well. I started making money and I'm 19 and I had months where I had, I was making 
1500 to $3,000 a week. So mm. now I'm 19, 20, making this kind of money, just blowing it. And um, when that job kind of ended, I was just back on, back on my butt, you could say, and back into the workforce. So I got my taste of real estate back when I was 19. And I kind of just felt like, you know what, that whole real estate thing is just cap. People don't really make money doing that, whatever. Because <laughs> I didn't put the work in. And I had heard about wholesaling, but I'm just like, now nah, that sounds super illegal. So I just moved on about my life. And I was waitressing. Then as I'm waitressing, this guy from Texas sat in my section. Um, he was a black man. We talked a little bit. He left a business card and it said real estate problem solver. I'm like, what is that? And I went on his Instagram. I saw he was a flipper and I saw he kept saying wholesaling. And I'm like, wait, this is someone who's really doing it. And then the person he learned from was the person that I had heard about wholesaling from. Um, and that just made me like, okay, this is weird. There's too many connections. Now I'm starting to feel like I'm supposed to be in real estate. And I just kept waitressing and saving money and starting different businesses. I had an eyelash business, a cleaning company, a food business. And I'm like, I'm going to get out of this job somehow. I just don't know how. <laughs> so I'm saving money, spending 2000 on this business, 5000 on this business, and everything is failing. So I was a little discouraged and then COVID happened and I got laid off and then I was very discouraged. None of my businesses took off. Now I don't have a job. Um, and I just remember I'm seeing this guy still on Instagram, still making money, not worried about no pandemic, not worried about anything. And I'm like, all right, I messaged him. I said, how can I make some money? He said, well, how much do you have saved up? I told him, well, I have around $20,000 I've saved from waitressing. And he was like, well, you can invest in my next. Pretty good. It was good. And all my coworkers were gambling, drinking it all away, but I'm not like, I'm a hoarder with like, I can't spend money like that. It just doesn't make me so comfortable. Mm -hmm. Coming from like a very poor family, you know, I, I'm a, I definitely know how to save. So he was like, well, you can invest in my next flip. This is the returns you'll make this and that. And I'm like, I don't want to invest everything I have into this one thing. What do you think I should do as a newbie? And he said, oh, well, just do wholesaling. You know, you remember you had learned about that. And I'm like, you know what? You're right let me get on youtube so i got on youtube and i came across everybody that you know it's crazy that i'm talking to now um quentin flores brent daniels like i'm just seeing all these youtubers and brent daniels his was kind of just cut and dry like talk mm -hmm. to people like that's that's just it so i started watching a lot of his youtube videos and and others and everybody kind of had the same thing pull a list call people so i did it i pulled the list i started calling people and I was in Vegas calling people in Vegas and I was just getting cussed out. And everyone's like, you're the 10th person to call me. I did it for two weeks. And I started to feel like, you know what? This thing's not real. People are just saying that it's real. And then I saw um, Khan, Wholesale to Millions. The, I don't think he's Vietnamese. And I'm seeing him cold call people in all these different states. And he's getting deals. And I'm like, you can barely understand yep. this guy. If he can get deals, I, I have to be able to do this. <laughs> Unless all his calls are just fake, you know? So... And I'm that, I was that type of person back then. I thought everything was fake. I was the biggest skeptic. Mm -hmm. I'm not paying for nothing. Like all of you guys are guru scammers. That was just my mindset and it wasn't serving me. So I pulled a list in Ohio cause I was in all these wholesaling groups and I kept seeing Ohio had like $20,000 houses. On my third day calling in Ohio, this one guy was like, yeah, I'll sell it. How much will you give me for it? And I, and I, that same day, and I'm like, you know what, let me look, let me run my numbers and call you back. So I got on PropStream and I saw, okay, this house is selling for like 20, this house is selling for 30, and then there's some selling for 60 and 70. So I'm like, let me just go as low as I can go and say 15. Because if, if the lowest is 20 and I get it for 15, someone's going to buy it. 
So I'll tell him 15. Yeah. And we had connected on a very deep level because his father-in-law just passed away. My stepmom just passed away. So we both ended up crying on the phone. Like, it was crazy, but it was just a big emotional connection. It was kind of like I needed that talk, too. He was an older guy. He um, had invested in this property through a real estate investment company. It was in the hood in Cleveland. He paid $68,000 for a turnkey rental, but there was all these plumbing issues. The tenants weren't paying. One of them was section eight. It was a terrible deal. So wow. I offered him $15,000 and you know we had just had that great connecting conversation. I didn't lie. I said, I'm new. I'm trying to get a deal. You know, like I just told him what it was. And he was like, you know what, party? That's the best you could do? I said, yep. I ran the numbers and that's the best it could do in this neighborhood. He was like, all right, send me the agreement. And my whole body was just like, I didn't even know what to do. I could have passed out. And I'm like, no way. So then I, I hadn't even learned yet. And this is, was, this is still my strategy to this day. Whenever I'm doing something new, I just do it. And then I learn the next step when it's time to learn the next step. I'm not worried about that's knowing exactly everything because yeah. I'm like, I can't, it's hard to know everything. When I looked at it, I'm like, all right, this is a lot of information. Let me just call people. And then when it's time to yep. send the contract, I'll figure out DocuSign. So I'm like, all right, let me get DocuSign now. I got this agreement. Um, and this is funny. I got this agreement from this Facebook group and it was terrible. So I went in the agreement myself and changed a bunch of the verbiage, just just tr like using my common sense. So I didn't have any, right. any help, any experience or anything like that. I sent him the contract on DocuSign. He signed it. I found a title company from a Facebook group. I typed in investor-friendly title company, and a bunch of people had asked that question already in Cleveland. So I found a company called Title Co. Title, called them. They said, yeah, we do assignments. I said, well, if I do an assignment, will the seller, seller and the buyer see what I'm making? And they said, oh, we do something called a blind HUD. No one's going to see what they're making. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. What's that? And now I'm learning as I'm doing the deal. I didn't know any of this stuff. I'm learning as I'm doing the deal. It's super important. And I try to like harp on that with my students and stuff because people get really wrapped up in knowing everything, thinking they're going to go to jail or whatever. But talk mm -hmm. to your title company, they help. <laughs> so right. I did know, the well, deal and I made almost 15 grand on it. Nice. 15. I was going to ask you that. What, what did you make on it your first deal? So that was your 000, first deal. You made 15,000 hours. Yeah, it was 14,600 something. I ended up finding a buyer for 30. And then like when we got closer to closing, because they found the plumbing issue, we did like a little price reduction. Got you. Got you. What I love about your story, based off of what you shared already, number one, you were selling timeshares. So you had some sales experience yes. and I'm sure you'd agree. Wholesaling is sales, sales, right? So you, whether you know it or not, you were training yourself to become a great wholesaler. You know, anyway, you started different businesses, right? You had the timeshares uh, uh, business going on, selling timeshares. And then all you did, I'm sure you would agree with this. You took some of those skills and you applied it toward toward this right because wholesaling is really a skill-based business um, what's crazy right? is i also worked at a general contractor's office for about nine months and they did 100 yep. property management maintenance and repairs so i learned all about wow. drywall estimating roofing estimating plumbing so i was very familiar with how to fix houses and how these people do these things and 100 mm -hmm. sales like timeshares is the craziest sales job in the world because nobody wants to mm -hmm. buy a timeshare you go in there and, and you get sold yeah. a timeshare no one wants to buy it and i was a beast because the people who were training me were just these salespeople. like they had all the coffees for yeah. closers you know they're yelling at us it's like a we used to get yelled at in yep. the morning like <laughs> <laughs> 
I started off um I, I started off spot trading currency on Wall Street. Oh wow. The year after 9-11, I got into real estate and it was I felt real estate was so much easier than Wall Street and especially when it came to selling. Yep. You know, so it re real estate was a natural transition for me to get into right after Wall Street and I was instantly good at it. Uh, it took me 13 months to get my first deal though and I only made $1500. That was because information like what you have today yes. wasn't readily available. Wasn't. You know, I started in 2002, you know, no YouTube no podcast, no social media, nothing like that. So I just kind of did exactly what you said. You learned as you went. I didn't think about it. I just did it. And then I got better as time went on. And would you agree with me when you teach people, when you can teach someone what you're doing, do you become a better version of that investor? Did oh, you, yeah. Did you find oh, that? yeah. Yep. I, as soon as, honestly, every, and this is what I love about what I do with the classes, every class session I have, it makes me like fall in love with wholesaling again because sometimes when you get in yeah, that rut yeah. of sales, you can get burnt yeah. out. But teaching allows me to get passionate because they haven't if they haven't done a deal yet or they just did a deal or they, they're having an issue, it allows me to open up my knowledge that, you know, I might have not dealt with a tax lien for six months. But now somebody has a oh. tax lien, it opens up that and I'm always resharpening. It helps me get my reps in, if not through me, through my students' deals. And then the best part, they come to me with daily deals all the time. Instagram yep. people yep. come to you baby deal. So it's just like I always like there's no reason not to, to talk about what you do. There's no reason to be shy or be right. embarrassed. Talk about it because you never know how much when I had my daughter in twenty twenty one, for three months I did not do a single deal by myself. I made forty five thousand dollars just off baby deals people brought me. I'll be honest, I don't even like whenever I'm wholesaling, I don't need I just find the deals and I let other wholesalers sell them. I do that too you know now. I mean? So <laughs> I just don't I don't want to, it's easy for us to find the deals. It's easy for us to sell it as well. I have a huge buyer's list, but really when I sell it, when another wholesaler sells the deals, I don't have to really do anything. Yep. You know what I mean? I just have to find a deal and, and get it to closing. That's it. So majority of the times you can eliminate a lot of the work by having somebody else do the work for you. You know what I mean? But I love this story. I love where we're going you with this. You can always call on me Oh, hit me up if you find anything in North Carolina, by the way. Oh, you know I've done I mean? a lot of deals I'm, in North I'm Carolina. I did seven land deals in North Carolina this year. I mean, well, 22. Hit me up. <laughs> hit me up. That's, that's right up my alley. So you learned as you, you went. Was it an easy transition mentally going from, say, being a waitress, timeshare, <laughs> you know, different types of businesses into wholesaling? Was it an easy transition mentally for you to get into it? You know, I think what made it a, a better transition was COVID. I think because COVID was so emotionally confusing for the world, it did something different to me. It gave me a different, I'm like, I'm here in my house. I moved my mom in because she just sold her house and I didn't want her going on, you know, property tours trying to buy another house. I, just, I didn't want her to get sick. She's got some, a little bit of health mm -hmm. issues. So I'm like, mom, come with me and take my master bedroom. I had my son and I'm like, mom, I'm going to sit in this room. I'm going to call people all day. And she was like, you're not eating. Like, she's freaking out because I'm not eating. I'm not leaving the room. But for me, it was like a chance to prove myself. I'm waking up early in the morning. I'm doing my mm. cardio. I'm listening to the book on negotiating real Love estate. It. Love it. Yeah, in, my, in my, uh, my headphones, I got the book on negotiating real estate. Just an hour, I'm jogging, walking, jogging, walking in the neighborhood. And um, 
And I'm like, all right, when I get back in, it's going to be 6 a.m. My time, which is 9 a.m. Cleveland time. And literally, I have everything set up, my vision board, my affirmations. Nobody will outwork me. I got the little rehab estimate chart. And I set up my environment. And I created my own boiler room. I put it in the corner of my room. I'm in a corner. It's the bed. And it, it, it wasn't in my room. It was a tiny guest room. So it was just a bed and a desk. And I'm, on, I'm facing a wall. And I just forced myself to be in this boiler room environment. I sat in that room for like 12 hours a day. I called sellers for six hours. Nice. I called buyers, title companies, contractors for the rest of the time. And um, that was the catalyst to the rest of my life. Like I'm so, as hard as it was and as, you know, sometimes I would cry and be really, really depressed because everyone was mean to me that day or whatever. But if I wouldn't have gone through that, I wouldn't be who I am today. And now that same principle I took of, you know, obsess over something. Now I can do it with anything. Like mm. when I set my mind to something now, I know if I did it before, I can do it again. I set my mind to something. And that's when I built out Toddy Virtual, you know, and I'm like, I have to do this. This brand stuff is serious. Like I kept listening to Grant Cardone mm -hmm. say, if I could do anything over, it would be do a brand. So I, I think that, yeah, um, the mindset shift wasn't easy, but if you make it all, if you make it the only thing you have, you know, like everything you listen to, everything you think about, everything you watch is all about growth. You don't have a choice but to grow. And that's the missing piece that 90% of the people are missing. Right. They, they're not obsessing over the one thing they're they're turning real estate investing into a maybe or part time thing mm -hmm. or I'm going to try this thing versus really giving it everything that you have for a good six months to a year. It's probably not even going to take that long if you give it everything and see the result from it rather than trying it. Like most people, they say that I'm going to try real estate investing. You can't try it. You have to do it. And then once you jump over that hurdle, you'll see the end result of what's possible for you as a business owner and a real estate investor. So you did exactly that, right? Um, you pounded the phones, locked yourself away, and you, you set a goal. I love the fact that you, you mentioned, you know, I'm going to take care of my health because I think, you know, I did natural bodybuilding when I was a little younger. You know, I'm going to be 42 in a couple of weeks, oh, but... Wow. In my mid twenties, thirties, I've been, you know, I do natural bodybuilding. I'm actually dieting right now, not for a show, but just because, because I think that if you can build up that discipline in yourself, health-wise, taking care of your your your, your uh, eating, taking care of your body, working out, keeping yourself strong, you'll be able to uh, dis have enough discipline to build a real business. You're so right. right. Once but, you can conquer the health thing, you can conquer yeah. anything. Because I I had an eighty yeah. pound weight loss before that. And that was what mentally nice. was like, dude, you lost 80 pounds. You can call people for hours. You can do that's this. Right. Cause you know, I did something. I achieved something I set my mind to. That's it. And that's exactly what you have to do in business. Right. And I think that's the missing piece that most people, you know, like you said, you, you thought it was a scam at first, you know, <laughs> first you have to get past all of that, yeah. right. You have to get past the, the thought process of the, the hearsay of what everybody else is talking about and figure it out for yourself. Yeah. And then you have to apply the work and dedicate yourself to the work. And it's not, it doesn't, it's not like it's going to take you three, four, five years to really start making money with this. You can do it in months. Yep. It takes people years. Yep. You don't make a, a, a profit on McDonald's until after your first five years in a business, right? Same with, with real estate. You can do it a lot quicker. How about five months, right? 
as long as you dedicate yourself to it. And that's the missing piece that a lot of people are not willing to do. They're not willing to put in the work because they're being sold a get rich quick scheme by a lot of people. Unfortunately, they hear make money in 30 days and their automatic uh, thought process is I'm going to make money in 30 days. If it doesn't work, I'm going to quit. No, right? that's, but that's crazy to me. That is crazy. To think it is, that, you can't build to think a business that you in 30 can do days. something in 30 days is crazy to yep. me. But I like, I really like your point. And I think that another thing that people do that, like, I always have to correct them on is they always say, well, how long do you think it's going to take me to get a deal? And, mm. you know, some people, it could take them five years to get a deal, but it's not about the time it took. It's how many hours did you put in? Because if I put in 10 hours a day, I could get a deal in two weeks. Mm. If you put in an hour here and then you put in two hours on Wednesday and you're putting in an hour on Friday, of course it's going to take you two years. You only put in four hours a week. And now you compound that four hours a week over a month. What are you doing? 16 hours a month? Well, I just did 16 hours in two days. So who's going to get a deal? It's not about the days, the weeks, or the months. It's just about the hours because if you're not focused, Mm -hmm. and that could be real estate, and that could be, you know, my lashes business or any of the other businesses I failed, I wasn't putting the hours in. And we lie to ourselves when we don't want to admit that we're not putting that work in. Mm. We say, oh, but, you know, my kid was sick and then I had to do this and then I had to do that. And, well, of course, life is always going to take you in a lot of different directions. But if you make it a priority, like you and I had this appointment for 1.30, mm-hmm. you know, um, I got my laptop stolen. I could have been like, man, but I'm like, can I just do it on my phone? Because I really want to, you know, I really want to do this, but... That could have been an excuse. Well, my laptop got stolen. Mm-hmm. It's easy to make excuses. It's easy to lie to yourself. It's hard to be real with yourself. But once you start being real with yourself, you can't stop because now your self-esteem starts to go up. Now you start to feel good about yourself because you're like, I said I was going right. to do that and I did it. I'm, I'm the man. I'm the woman. Like you start to feel like that. <laughs> and it just keeps helping you become a better person. But I think, you know, we got to stop lying to ourselves. We got to stop thinking, how long is it going to take me? Well, how many hours are you going to put in? That's how long it's going to take you. If you put a hundred hours into mind? it, I think you could probably get a deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, you better get a deal in a hundred <laughs> hours. <right? laughs> one of my mantras is, one of my mantras that I that I live by is, you know, do what you say you're gonna do all the time, even if it hurts. Yes, right. I love that. That's how you end up getting a result. So that's what I teach my students. Something I've been living by for years. Do what you say you're gonna do all the time, even if it hurts. Right. If it hurts, that means the end result is benefiting somebody else and it's ultimately going to benefit you as well, right? So I love that. Do you feel like so when it wh- hurts, why don't we the, provide... the end result is even better? That's right. I like that. I like that. It's like a golden goose. Right? When you do something that you really don't want to do, but you know it's beneficial, then like when you finally complete it, you'll be rewarded with something you didn't even expect. Mm, that's right. That's right. Never thought about it like that. So why don't we provide our listeners with let's say a three to five step process on getting started, right? So we understand it takes a mindset shift. We understand that it's not easy. It's not going to be an easy transition getting into this, but what are some of the things that they have to do in order to be successful at virtual wholesaling? So like you said, sales is going to be very important because a lot of people are calling these people and local people are, are trying to get these houses too. Um, so if there is, if you don't have any sales experience, there's so much basic sales training on YouTube. It's not even funny. You don't have to know everything. You just have to learn simple things like mirror and match, matching tonality, just the basic things that will make somebody stay on the phone with you. If you can do that, you don't have to 
have a huge competitive edge. You just have to try to connect with the person because a lot of people calling aren't trying to connect with the people on the phone. They're just mm -hmm. trying to get right to the numbers. So I would say like background information, instead of learning about real estate, learn a little bit about sales. It's more important. And then the second thing I would do once I have that super simple, get a list of sellers, put it in an auto dialer. Don't try to call people one by one. This is my thing. I know everybody has their own way and there's more than one way to skin a cat, but if you want to get a deal faster, you need to be auto dialing. It does not make sense to call people one by one. Cause again, time, it, it takes me three hours to go through 800 people. It's going to take you three weeks. So let's, yep. let's like, condense all the time it's going to take us to do any one thing by using softwares i recommend if you are not tech savvy i recommend uh phone burner it's very very user friendly mm. if you are tech savvy i recommend smartphone.io uh smart dialer that's what i use for my team and i love it so much i've gone through every dialer and um i love smartphone but uh, phone burner is what i started on and i have like a big love for it because it just feels authentic it actually rings through when the person answers it's it's ringing so you don't get that weird like hello hello it's actually ringing it's like the it's very uh, personable and i feel like the connection rate is really good with phone burner um i would suggest getting that it's really simple to use and um i really suggest when you are auto dialing have something with you to keep you occupied because it's very boring I like to read a book mm -hmm. and that's perfect because if you imagine you're reading a real estate book or imagine you're reading a self-help book, have your book, the, the phone's dialing, you're sitting there, you're reading your book, it's ringing, it's ringing. And then when they answer the phone, you look up, you see the name's John. Hey, John. And um, I can get, you know, into that more about why I start with, hey, John, instead of like, hello, I'm looking for this person, but I just say, hey, John, hey, you know, I'm calling about this house. Just looking to see if you're interested in selling it. If they want to sell it, we keep talking. If they don't, well, you have no other houses. And it's literally that simple. And you can be a little nervous in the beginning, but you do enough, hey, Johns, someone's going to want to sell. You're going to send the contract. They're going to sign it. You're going to find a buyer. You're going to make the money. And it's that, it's that simple. You just have to believe in yourself. You have to believe it's going to happen. Yeah. And I, I actually you do a lot of visualization. And when I started, I did a lot of visualization. My first deal I got, I imagined him saying yes. I imagine me sending the contract. I imagined it coming back signed. I imagine finding a buyer. Every night I imagine what I want to happen. And I'm going to be honest with you, Jamel, it happens almost every time. Everything I imagine happens. And it's because you think about it and you bring it into existence. You know what I mean? I want it so bad. Thoughts become things. <laughs> right. Thoughts become things, right? And when you, when you think about it, when you visualize it, you can kind of steer it the way you want it to go. Um, and then it, and the end result ends up being what you wanted it to be in the first place. You know what I mean? So a quick question. When you were selling timeshares, did you have a script? Yeah, we had like a basic flow of how the tour went because it's like a whole tour. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, as a wholesaler, do you have a script? So I, I definitely started off with the script in the beginning. And then you just say it so many times you memorize it. So yes, mm -hmm. um, there yep. is a call flow. There's a way the call needs to go. Yep. So the reason I'm saying that and, and where I'm going with this is the most successful salespeople in the world have scripts, whether they look at the script while they're on the line or they have it in their mind. Like you just said, that's kind of the way I do it. I just know what to add. Yep. No matter which way it goes, 
it's all scripted. Yep. Everything is scripted, right? I know what's gonna what I'm gonna say. I know how I'm gonna control the conversation. I know exactly, like you said, you kind of think it into existence, right? Um, I know exactly how the conversation is gonna go before I even get on the line, yep. and I don't think about it too much, right? I I kind of just get on because every seller is different, so you gotta be able to adapt and adjust uh-huh. as you go on. But as long as you can reel it back in to what your script is and get the information that you need in order to make a presentable offer to to the seller. That's really all this is, guys. I mean, if you're talking to people at work, if you're talking to people over the phone, if you got to pay bills, you're in communication with people. If you can (laughs) communicate with people, you can do this. I like how you said that because it's it's just so funny. That's 100% (laughs) true. Like people trip it up in their heads so bad and make it like, if you talk to the internet people, you can talk to a seller. It's the same thing. And then the same exact thing, right? So crazy on people on the phone, but then be scared mm-hmm. to call a seller. Like, but you, like, yeah, mommy, just cuss that man out for messing up the electricity. Like, <laughs> are you scared to talk to somebody about their house? <laughs> so, so they gotta have, they gotta set a goal. They gotta decide that they want to do this. Yes. They gotta pick up the phone and call people. What are, What are some other things that? some other steps that they would need to take in order to be able to become successful at this whole thing. Well, knowing what to ask, because like you said, having a script is important. Mm-hmm. You have to know what to ask, because what if you get off the phone and now you, you didn't even confirm who was a three bedroom, two bathroom, or what the repairs were. You know, those basic things are really important. So you can compare them to other properties and figure out what you can pay. But beyond that, you have to know how to network with the other side too, the buyers, because when you mm-hmm. sell a deal, that's the second negotiation. The first negotiation is getting the deal under contract. Right. But selling the deal, sometimes that can be even tougher negotiations than it was with the seller. So mm-hmm. you have to know, you have to start to learn. And I didn't know in the beginning. So, you know, you're going to fumble deals. I calculated mm-hmm. all the deals I lost my first year. I would have made an extra 200 grand in that in 2020 mm-hmm. if I would have known more, which is, why I kick myself in the butt for being like, I'm not paying for any coaching because I could have out of mm-hmm. out the gate. I could have bought a coaching program. I didn't do it. And I paid for it in mistakes, but you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. That's generally how it happens, right? Yeah. People make mistakes. Either you're going to learn from somebody and pay them, or you're going to pay a whole lot more. Yep. You know, I'm a, I'm an advocate of coaching, but I'm not saying that you, you, you know, Me. we're not selling coaching on the podcast, yeah, right? Know. But the whole thing is, you really do need somebody to show you how to do this. I learned the hard way. It took me 13 months, right? Exactly. You, it took you, how, how how long did it take for you, for you to get your first deal? Well, that honestly, it was that same first month because I had called Vegas for two Look weeks. Look at that, see? And then I started calling. And you did it, and you did it without even knowing what you were doing. I did six deals. Right? So imagine I if you I did six deals my first month. I made 38 grand. First month. Yep. $38,000 your of first month. Of course the month. wires didn't hit the first out. month. The wires hit the following month, but... Mm-hmm. You know, I locked yep. six up deals up and I sold them all. Yep. And that was without a coach. So imagine what you would have done with But you know, I can't say it was That's without a coach because YouTube was technically my coach. But YouTube. imagine if I would have had somebody like you to at least text or That's call a great point. when I had those little issues. You know what I mean? Like those mm-hmm. that 200K yeah. I lost. If I would have had somebody to reach out to like, hey, this is my situation. What should I do? I would have saved those deals. I would have made a lot more money. But. I, like you said, I learned the hard way, and guess what? Because I learned with money, I never made that mistake again. <laughs> and you know what else? You know, it, it's important. It's important that you said that because you can still, you can make money while you're learning, 
and not necessarily lose money out of pocket, yes. but you'll lose money in deals if you're not if you're not savvy enough to be able to get it That's done. What so I did. this is a business. It's a really low risk business to get involved yes. in. Almost no risk, especially wholesaling, when you're not necessarily losing money out of your pocket. You're just losing profit that you could have made, right? But you're still getting paid to learn. That's incredible. Incredible business. You know, they have Facebook groups with investors like, mm -hmm. like me and you that give advice for free. And I didn't know that yep. right in the beginning. But once I found those groups, I was able to ask, hey, there's spotters. What should I do? And so, like, you don't have to spend money necessarily to have a mentor or a coach. Oh. You just have to find someone who's willing to answer your questions. I think that people shouldn't spend money if they don't have it. Like, if all you have is $500 mm -hmm. to your name, don't. Don't spend that, you know, spend that on a lead and try to get a deal. But you don't have to spend money necessarily to have a mentor. You just need somebody who's willing to help you. You know, I, I love where, we, where we're going with this part of the conversation because, you know, if you watch the very first video on my YouTube page, that's exactly what I'm telling people to do. I said, watch YouTube first, do something, get a home study course that's cheap, 100 bucks. You know, I got a home study course that's $100, right, at, you know, at the time of this recording. Inexpensive home study courses can get you far. Yep. Right. So watch watch free YouTube, free ninety nine. Then spend the ninety nine dollars or the you know whatever the course is. You know some of them are five hundred, some of them are more. Right. Then go and do. Then you might want to tap into some uh, coaching or something like that. Once you've already brought something to the table that you can provide to your coach, so you didn't necessarily have a coach show you how to get started. You did it and then said, okay, if I would have had a coach to answer these questions, I could have saved some money. To me, that's the best use of a coach. It's the best use of your time and a coach's time, right? When you can uh, bring some value and say, okay, here's where I'm, where I'm at in my business. This is where I need help. Yep. And I need some some more eyes on my business to be able to help me solve these problems that I'm having. Exactly. I think that's the best use of a person's money, you know, when it comes to coaching. Specific but most people questions. specific questions exactly. I think that is when you need a coach. Yeah. Uh, if you have five hundred dollars, I've had people ask me for coaching, and all they had was a five hundred dollars, a thousand bucks. I'm not taking that from somebody. You know what I mean? I'm like, just go through my stuff. If you if you just do the work you will be successful. Some people do, some people don't. Yep. Other people just need a push. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, people vary in different ways, but I think that most people can learn on YouTube and through very inexpensive home study courses before going out and getting a coach. Now, if you want to speed up your process and you, and you got specific questions that you need answered, get a coach. But um, most people are just not willing to put in the work. They're you not willing to earlier. be resourceful because like we, well, like you said, and like I said, there's more places you could get free information. There's bigger pockets of Facebook yep. groups. There's so much free information about real estate out there. Google, you know, yep. did you guys forget about Google? You can Google all these questions. I was Googling how much does it cost to fix a roof in Cleveland? I Google that and it, there now I, okay, there's five types of roofs. All right, what type of roof is this house? Now I find out what type mm -hmm. of roof this house is. You've got to be resourceful. you got to be willing to dig and put, put the work in to find answers to the tiniest weirdest things that you would never expect that's right how much does it cost yep. to fix a foundation oh there's five different types of foundation wall cracks which one is this one okay it looks like a stair step okay stair step how much does it cost and it's like now you're learning about real estate now you're learning about and 
what better way to learn than you're actually going to get a check at the yep. end of all of this. And once you get that check, reinvest in yourself. In 2021, I started going to masterminds and I met people who are now friends that I can text and say, hey, this is the issue. What do I do? One of my friends mm -hmm. saved me from losing $30,000 in a flip, said, sell that deal right now. And I sold it and I got out of it. I made 17 grand on a deal that would have cost me out of my, so these are the relationships that will save you. And I don't know everything yet. And I'm still meeting people. I'm meeting you now. And trust me, I'm not afraid to use my resources. Like if I'm like, Jamel, please help me. I'm in this situation. What do I do? You know, yep. if I know you're an expert at rentals or you're an expert at flipping, why wouldn't I ask you? People are so scared and shy to ask, but a lot of investors want to help newbies. They want people to win. Yep. So you have to be willing to ask. That's why we put out information like this, right? Yeah. We're trying to help people, <laughs> trying to provide the value, have you, um, you know, have people that are willing to, you know, take this information and apply it and then report back and say, hey, this is what I was able to accomplish because of this. You know what I mean? That's exactly why we, why we put this information out. When I was younger, this information wasn't readily available. Now it is. Yep. So we're trying to change the game in that regard, right? So what what are some of the obstacles people are gonna face? What do you what do you what have a lot you of faced? rejection? That's it. The biggest obstacle mm -hmm. is just gonna be a lot of rejection. And depending on who you are and where you, what your background is, it may be easier or harder for you. But you can't let that be you can't let that stop you. I had a lot of stigma and a lot of, you know, feel, bad feelings about, oh, I'm young, I'm black, I'm a woman, no one's gonna respect me, no one's gonna listen to me, no one's gonna take me seriously. But some people didn't. <laughs> I was right. Some people didn't. But guess what? Some people did. And I still got paid either way. Um, I That's think right. the hardest thing to go through is rejection. Another tough thing is sometimes you spend money and you don't make money. That's a part of business. Mm. There's been months I had yep. this great idea for marketing and I'd spent a bunch of money. It didn't work. I didn't make it. So in those, in those scenarios, you eat it. It's business. But it's okay because mm -hmm. as long as you're smart and you save enough money to survive, you're going to live to wholesale another deal and you'll get the money back. So don't be scared to invest in yourself um, and don't be worried about the obstacles. You're going to face a lot of challenges. Um, That's right. Legal things, I will say. People, a lot of a lot of my students are always worried about getting sued. And I think it's really interesting because I don't know where this fear comes from, but a lot of people, I think just because a contract's involved, just because mm -hmm. a contract's involved, people think they can get sued um really talk to your title company it's it's their job to make sure the transaction goes smoothly they'll be able to advise you so i would really say don't be worried about the legal obstacle just do your due diligence and make sure when you have an agreement you're not sure send it to the title company they'll tell you if there's anything else that needs to be in there don't worry about getting sued and let that stop you because i think that's the biggest obstacle a lot of people are like i want to do this but i'm scared i'll what? <laughs> I've personally never, ever, ever been to court for my real estate investing business. Why and, wouldn't um, they take you to court? Like... I, yeah, only time I've ever been to court because I sued a contractor because he got paid a certain amount. Of, it was it was on my end. I was the plaintiff. Right. That was the only time I've ever been to court right. for business. So, I mean, I don't know, and I don't know of anybody who's ever been to court or gotten sued because they wholesale the house. You know, I, I don't know where, where that comes from, like you said, but it is a thought because, it, you know, there's some legality, there's some stuff that you have to read and it can, 
Yeah, you know, you, people become fearful because of it. But at the end of the day, the chances of you having to go to court for business is like slim to none. Or jail. Know, like, okay, you might possible. get a fine for something, but go to jail for yeah. something that has to do with real estate? Highly unlikely. No. Unless you know you're doing something legal, yeah. then don't do that. But as long as you're, right. you know what I mean, doing, you're on the up and up. You're an honest person. You're Just trying to do the right thing. They're on the up and up. Yeah. That's right. What, what do you have to fear? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I get, you know, people are cautious. You know what I mean? People don't want to, people are definitely cautious when it comes to that stuff. So, you know, I get it. So I'm not telling you what to do. What I'm saying is, just take action and don't worry about the small stuff. Let let the problem come to you and then solve it as as you come. And that's what we do as real estate investors. We're problem solvers. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So where can our listeners find you on social media, Tati? Um, so I'm on all platforms, Tati Virtual, T A D I Virtual, um, everything, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, whatever you guys okay. um, more more active on Instagram on than anything, um, I do reply to DMs. Just, you know, if you write me a DM, write it in all caps because I get a lot of DMs, but sometimes I don't look at them. But if it's all in caps, I'm like, okay, I'll look at it. So, yeah, I'll JV with people. Like, I'm just a regular person, not Hollywood. I'll talk to you. I'll help you. If I have time, you have a question, I'll, I'll, I'll write you back. And I go on live a lot. So I feel like going on live on Instagram is just my way of just giving free game. When I go on live, people mm-hmm. ask me, you know, million dollar questions and I'm answering it. They ask me about everything mm-hmm. I do, softwares I use, how to train VAs, everything. And I and I give it. So just keep an eye out for when I go live. If you have questions, multiple questions, write them down when I go live, ask them, I'm gonna answer them. I don't have a problem because I think much like yourself, when you're doing it and you're making money, you feel good, but you wanna help, you wanna give back, you wanna do something. Cause it's like, you don't right. wanna just be making money and keep it all to yourself. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. Toddy Virtual on Instagram, on YouTube, on all of the other social media platforms as well. Make sure you guys check her out. I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast, watching this on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, make sure you like this video, subscribe to this channel, click the notification bell, share it with others. You know, there's a ton of other people who want to get started and they're scared or a ton of other people who want to get started and don't know where to start. Share this share this video with them. Let's make this the best virtual wholesaling video on YouTube. I appreciate you guys' support. Continuing to support you and your real estate investing business. I'll see you guys on the next one.